All right, welcome to another episode of Generally Assembled. I am Jason Gottesman, joined by... Neil Lesher. And Neil, it's, you know, no secret around these halls of the Capitol that I'm a big fan of eating, and I uh, got to do some of that this last week. How about yourself? Yeah, we had a good Thanksgiving. It was nice to reconnect with uh, family. We had our potato filling. I, I posted it on my Twitter feed, and I know that you posted your Gulliver's Corn. Yeah, uh, because, you know, if you're not posting food on Thanksgiving, then you really aren't living your life, right? Well, I feel like, you know, Thanksgiving's a time for, like, political truce, so what else can you post on your, your Twitter account? Well, that's where you and I differ. I was posting stuff about how uh, <laughs> the cancel culture's coming after the Wall Street Journal's Thanksgiving op-ed that they do every year. Um, oh, well, well, next Wall thing you know, they'll be after uh, Santa Claus. Uh, they're already coming for Santa Claus. And well, did you, did the you war see, on Christmas has started already. Well, it, it, uh, it the war on Christmas has never stopped. And I think one of the things now that we have to be worried about now that we have a Democrat president is uh, can we even say Merry Christmas? I'll say it every day. All right, good. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. To yeah, you. it's December now. Yeah. Well, and ho and, ho ho. Uh, uh, y- yes, and I've so, already started my Christmas shopping. Which uh, is rare for me. Well, you know, look, I, I I did take the advice of Nancy Pelosi for the first time in my life, and I figured that if Democrats are saying we need to be worried about the economy, I started my Christmas shopping in October because I just was wondering, boy, if they're ruining the economy all the way over the summer, maybe we should start uh, shopping now so the prices don't go up. But unfortunately, and just like we had a Thanksgiving, prices have been skyrocketing. Right. Right. And, I mean, prices on on everything. I mean, gasoline's up 41 percent. Uh, vehicles are up 20 percent from last year. You know, household furnishings are up 11 percent. I mean, it's it's across the board. Uh, poultry and meats are up 11 percent. And uh, you call uh, me chicken. Yeah. No. Um, you know, did you see that Joe Biden yesterday said, uh, you know, if you don't get your Christmas presents on time, take it up with Santa Claus, which I find uh, problematic because, as I understand, again, continuing the war on Christmas. Yeah. And, but uh, but as I understand, it's it's kind of hard to find a Santa Claus right now. It is. Uh, demand for Santas is up 121 percent over last year. And the number of Santas is down 10 percent because there are still people around the country who uh, or uh, Santa Clauses who are finding that it's better to collect unemployment benefits and stay at home than actually go enter the labor force as their holiday Santa. So, you know, look, it's a, it's really a commentary on the, on the greater labor shortage that we're facing and the need for uh, what we've been doing here in the House Republican Caucus to uh, have outside the box and, and innovative solutions to get people back to work and rebuild our economy. But, you know, we were also talking about things that are skyrocketing. You know, also skyrocketing? What? The murder rate in Philadelphia. That's right. Yeah. But you know what? That's also somebody else's fault. Yeah, there, there's a pattern here with the, with the Democratic Party. It's always somebody else's fault. Yeah, it, well, yeah, and 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 the good things here is Republicans. We can uh, sit here and tell Democrats that it's their fault because it is. It is. Yeah. Right. I mean, maybe have a DA that actually uses the gun laws that are already in place and prosecute people for them. You know, I mean, in Philadelphia, they're not even prosecu- They're not even charging. The police are not going to be enforcing the f- the vehicle code in Philadelphia. I mean, what what message does that send to the broader population? If we're not even willing to enforce the basic law and order, then anything goes. Well, right. It shows that uh, basically that Democrats in Philadelphia don't. They want to end crime. You know, they want to turn Philadelphia. <laughs> into- they want to end crime by just making it legal. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All crimes legal. It's like the purge, except it's in Philadelphia. Right. Yeah. And, and it's forever. Like I got a solution. It's, it's not we'll just, just one day. We'll just, we just won't have any criminal laws anymore. Then there won't be any crimes. Well, and if, you do com- and if you do commit a crime, we're not going to put you in jail. We're going to make sure you get the help that you need, uh, and then make sure you're out on the street very quickly so you can commit more crimes. Right. Open borders, defund the police, safe communities. 
Democratic uh, Party. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. But, you know, I think that the, the buck just doesn't stop with D.A. Larry Krasner, who, again, you know, I, I, and I don't know what made him ever say this line, but he has called himself a, quote, defense attorney with powers. And, and, and this is really brought on again. And you would think that the people in Philadelphia would not want to talk about this since it's such a terrible issue for them. But right before the Thanksgiving holiday, Jim Kenney pointed the finger right at the state legislature and said they don't care about gun violence in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Well, that is absolutely not true because we have continued to give them more and more tools to prosecute and crack down on gun violence. In the last budget, uh, Representative Craig Williams led the fight for about $1.3 million in money to hire gun prosecutors in Philadelphia and Delaware County. Well, and we also gave the Attorney General, Josh Shapiro, concurrent jurisdiction on gun crimes in the city of Philadelphia because we knew that D.A. Krasner wasn't doing anything about it. And do you think and then th- they got mad. Yeah, but do you think Josh Shapiro prosecuted any of those uh, gun cases that we allowed him to do? Uh, no, I, I'm not aware of any yet. No, actually, when the, the bill was signed into law, Josh Shapiro, instead of saying, yes, I'm going to make Philadelphia a safe place for all Pennsylvanians, for all Americans, it's a, na- a national city, instead he was like, oh, no, Larry Krasner, you're doing a great job. I'm just going to not yeah. do, I'm not going to use I this I need your power. endorsement for I, governor. Fact, I don't want this power. Over the last two years, and, and this this law, Act 58 of 2019, did expire in September, but since the, over the last two years that that was in effect, Josh Shapiro did not prosecute a single gun crime in Philadelphia using concurrent jurisdiction. And meanwhile, Philadelphia has had the highest murder rate year after year. Uh, this year, it's the highest murder rate in city history. I think 503 murders as of uh, earlier this week. And instead of taking the blame on themselves for not enforcing the criminal laws in the city of Philadelphia, they're just pointing the finger at Harrisburg, uh, and that's completely unrealistic because Harrisburg has not only given the city of Philadelphia the tools, it's given uh, the attorney general the tools, and nobody wants to take on the far-left establishment in Philadelphia because they want to keep their liberal bona fides because they're more concerned about being an aspiring governor than being an attorney general. They're more concerned about their next election. They're more concerned about making a political statement rather than actually doing the right thing by Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania's by Philadelphia and they're keeping people safe. Well, and they're misleading people. It's it's incredibly dishonest. The, the fact of the matter is Pennsylvania has one of the strongest background check laws in the country. We already have it. But they go on and have these press conferences and, and want to lead the public to believe as though there are no gun laws. We don't even look into people's backgrounds. And that's just not true. And I think the other thing that they, they leave out, and we talked about the bad faith debate that we had on constitutional carry a couple weeks ago, where Democrats were pointing out all these uh, examples of, of, of gun violence, where when you look at those cases, they were committed with illegal guns, people that would, did not go through a background check because they illegally bought the gun either cr- from cross state borders or on the street. And that's already illegal. We need our district attorneys to be prosecuting people who are trading and selling illegal guns. I wonder if anybody makes a Larry Krasner clown shirt. I mean, I would buy it. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy it. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we could talk to Dave Portnoy. Yeah, check or check my Etsy account we'll uh, yeah. later. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, those who use guns illegally uh, don't wait for a background check. They don't go through the process of of, uh, of of purchasing guns legally, and they're certainly not going through the process of getting a concealed carry permit or in Philadelphia to get a permit to actually carry openly. Right. Um, so that's one area actually where Philadelphia already has more strict gun laws than the rest of the Commonwealth. And they're still not doing enough. The murder rate's increasing. Um, and look, even before we left for our Thanksgiving break, we passed a resolution that would have the Commission on Sentencing study the uh, enforcement of the Uniform Firearms Act of 1995. I forget what, what the full title is. But basically, the gun law that deals with like felons in possession and, and all these gun prosecution cases that are actually pretty easy to prosecute. 
and we want to see where where all of the Pennsylvania is, all the counties are in enforcement of the statute. And anecdotally, we know that Philadelphia is not keeping up with with the rest of the Commonwealth. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I guess you can't expect them to prosecute gun crimes when they won't even issue parking tickets. So uh, got a couple of new segments we want to throw in here, even though we're going to try to keep this podcast short. Let's do uh, some truth in tweeting. Okay. That's that's me uh, taking out the tweet that I printed out. So here's a tweet, PA House Dems, and uh, I'm going to read it here. Okay. Before we break it down. I'm going to listen. Pennsylvania makes up nearly 20% of America's natural gas production, and that's where the truth stops. And the prices companies charge are up 187%. That's not... That's yeah, not, all right. Well, that's I'm, not really... I'm not done reading it. Republicans still say we dare not ask this delicate industry to pay taxes they pay oh, big in lie. every other state. Big all right. lie. So let's talk about this. Yes, Pennsylvania is a leader in natural gas production, and... Due to Democrat policies, we've never never been able to fully realize its maximum potential. Uh, the threat of even worse and deeper severance tax continues to loom as Tom Wolf is governor. And the reason that the prices that gas companies and oil companies are charging are going up is because of Democrat policies coming from Washington. Right. Shutting down pipelines, stopping, you know, increasing permit fees, every everything. I mean, not just out of Washington, but right here in Pennsylvania. The Wolf administration has jacked up permit fees on producers, which has made it very difficult to continue to explore and look for natural gas in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and, you know, I'll, just, uh, I'll digress a little bit, but do you see what Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said recently? Does he want to cancel Christmas, too? Probably, but he was talking more about uh, how everybody would benefit economically with the purchase of an electric oh, vehicle. Yeah, and yeah, said, yeah. And said... Poor families actually would, would, would do better economically if they <laughs> purchased an electric vehicle. If only they could afford one, right? Yes. Well, and, and where does electricity come from? Natural gas, primarily in Pennsylvania. I mean, most of our coal plants have been transitioned over to natural gas plants. But that's but that again, that is part of the problem. We're paying more because of these Democrat policies that have shut down. You know, people just think you flip, flip a switch and it was because the wind the wind blew. Well, maybe in some parts of the Commonwealth, but overall, it's it's not because the sun was shining or because the wind was blowing. It's because We've taken something uh, that we we are lucky to, lucky to have as a homegrown asset here in Pennsylvania, and uh, and turned it into uh, the electricity which you've used to charge your phone to listen to this podcast, uh, to have your computer plugged in to listen to this podcast, uh, or to you know uh, power the mouse you'll use to delete this podcast because you're tired of listening to it. Well, don't do that. Well, yeah, but the big lie there too Even that, you, that they you're don't talking. Yes. Right. Well, the big lie there too be, that that natural gas companies don't pay any tax. We have an impact fee in Pennsylvania. And, you know, since its inception, natural gas companies have paid over $2 billion in impact fee dollars to the Commonwealth that goes back out to local communities and supports infrastructure projects. Whoa, whoa, wait. You're saying natural gas companies support local infrastructure? Yes. Infrastructure. Infrastructure. The roads and bridges? Yes. Build back better. Yeah. All right. Well, from, <laughs> well, how are Democrats not on board with this? I, well, because they like to lie. I mean, uh, I, I, we could have, we could have another segment here where the first time the at PA House Dems Twitter account tweets out something that's truthful, we'll celebrate it here. So check back never. Yeah, for well, that. I'm willing to do that. Yeah, yeah but I'm willing to do that. If they tweet something that's true, we'll, we'll talk we, about we it. We will note yeah, that. Yeah. Check back never for that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, all right. So one last final segment as we're kind of rounding out our podcast here. We want to encourage people to uh, to listen to the podcast as much as possible. 
So we're going to do uh, shout-outs for shout-outs. If you give us a five-star rating on uh, on one of the, uh, the the podcasting platforms or the top rating and leave us a comment with who you are, we will make sure to uh, shout you out here. Or if we uh, happen to find out that you've been spreading uh, news about the podcast and encouraging people to listen by word of mouth around the Capitol or wherever you might be in Pennsylvania government or politics or uh, riding in your car or whatever, uh, we will make sure to shout you out as well. So we have a couple this week. First of all is... Um, I saw one. Yeah, I saw go one. For it. Go, yeah, this um, is the one from, I want to talk from, about. From uh, Ruth in Bedford, uh-huh. who wrote a uh, great podcast with my favorite state representative, Jesse Topper. And uh, we've come to, to find out that Ruth from Bedford is 100% Jesse's mom. Yeah, and uh, also <laughs> it confirms that Jesse Topper has been the most popular guest we've had on the podcast. That's true. Well, yeah. yeah. He's been the only guest. Well, you weren't supposed to say that part. <laughs> All right. A <laughs> uh, couple other ones that I want to uh, to make sure that uh, that that we notice is Jenny Stratton in my uh, the leader's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a big promoter of the podcast, tells people to listen all the time. Yeah, she's been after me because I've now given two people name drops and not her. So now you just took my thunder. Well, you can shout her out, too. That way you're covered. No, I'm good. All right. Well, there you go. Give us some five-star reviews on uh, whatever your favorite podcast listening tool is, and you'll get a shout-out next week. Yeah, absolutely. Please uh, please do. Go drop us a review. Uh, five-star rating helps us uh, get uh, bumped up in the podcast uh, world, and we'd uh, we'd be happy to uh, to have more listeners and be able to share this with as many people as possible. So, And we also want to hear from you. If, you, if there's anything that you see in the news that you want us to talk about, uh, feel free to contact us. We're, we're setting up a new email, uh, generally assembled at pahousegop.com. Just go ahead and email us there. Uh, and we will uh, respond to, to what you guys send us because we're just in the Christmas spirit. We, we want to get back. We are. Um, all right. Well, I think that's good enough for uh, Generally Assembled this week. Uh, again, you can find us at www.pahousegop.com slash podcast, where you can find your uh, favorite House GOP podcasts, including uh, Fresh Takes and uh, your uh, other ones that you want to listen to. Uh, Frank Ryan uh, does one, Marty Causer, a couple other people. So uh, go in listen and to them all. Yeah, listen to them all. It's a lot of great content at pahousegop.com slash my podcast. Don't eat lunch at your desk, just staring into the abyss. Find a podcast. Uh, pahousegop.com slash my podcast. Yes. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't look too much I mean, elsewhere. Yeah, no, not, eh, not yeah. other podcasts. Anyway, till next time, I'm Jason. I'm Neil. Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends. Oh, yeah, happy Hanukkah. <laughs>